In this market, it's harder to grow. And when you do, there are more operational distractions slowing your momentum. By building and maintaining a global payments and billing system, or reconciling revenue data. Paddle and Profitwell are coming together to take the load off your finance and engineering teams. We make subscription billing, payments, tax, and growth products that do it for you. In turn, you focus on what really matters, your team, customers, and products. Find out more at paddle.com. It's really about having to uh, reconfigure the company depending on what the market conditions are. And that's a challenge because you've got a strategy in, in markets like the second half of 2021, uh, which have been incredibly bullish, incredibly bullish. And uh, the hardest thing is you've got to reconfigure everything and you've got to do it fast and, and make sure people are still maintaining motivation and direction. You can't continue doing a strategy when a market changes. You can't change the market. The market is the market. And so uh, you just got to make some very hard decisions. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the SaaS Revolution Show brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth, and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show. Nigel Verdon, CEO and founder of RailsBank. Welcome, Nigel. Thank you for the invitation to join. Thank you. No, great to have you on the podcast. We we met a couple of months ago, actually, in, in Barcelona, yeah. at SaaS Local Barcelona. So it was, uh, it was great to see you there. It was a, a really great event, uh, you know, hosted uh, by our friends at Cladara, uh, nice dinner afterwards uh, uh, as well. Uh, got lost, I think, once or twice on the way uh, to dinner, uh, but uh, but it was very good. But uh, it was nice to have met you in person, and obviously, first time as a guest on uh, the SaaS Revolution show. Uh, and then hopefully we'll get to meet uh, later in the year um, at uh, at SaaStock in Dublin. Um, but uh, Nigel, uh, I, I learned a little bit about you that night in in Barcelona, certainly from your talk uh, uh, there and, and from speaking with you. For the guests that are listening uh, and watching to this podcast, can you tell them uh, a little bit about, you know, who is Nigel Verdon um, and uh, give us a bit of background to yourself as a person? Well, thanks. Yeah, my name's Nigel Verdon, obviously. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Rails Bank, uh, three times uh, entrepreneur and founder, uh, two companies that exited uh, Currency Cloud last year and uh, first company, uh, which was in 2006 to BA Systems on the FTSE 100. Uh, outside of work, uh, enjoy mountains and uh, skiing, sailing, outdoors and stuff. And uh, I've been a music is a, a major contributor to life. I still play guitar after uh, 40 plus years or so. And uh, I make guitars, collect them as well. So it is sort of a interesting aside from just doing my work as well if you if you could be in any band what what band would it be nigel uh you've got to say the Jimi hendrix experience but there was <laughs> already a good guitar player in there yeah, yeah fair. it might be o o overshadowed uh, uh with that one but uh, i think that would have been my dad's uh choice uh, as well big Jimi hendrix fan i think he'd been to a few of his uh, his concerts so uh, oh, good uh, Good, good shout there. Um, so, um, and yeah, so uh, currently, um, and I, I would imagine for the uh, foreseeable future, you are 
uh, you know, the CEO of Rails Bank. Uh, prior to that, you mentioned that you had a uh, an exit with Currency Cloud, um, uh, which we're very familiar with. Uh, you know, Sastock uh, exited to Visa, I think, for nine hundred sixty-three million. Um, so, uh, a, a pretty great outcome. Um, can you give us uh, a couple of lessons that you learned, uh, you know, from you know scaling that business through to exit uh, as a starter for ten? I guess. Sure. Uh, I think one of the real learnings was uh, when we uh, lost TransferWise as a customer. As uh, originated TransferWise uh, through an old a friend of mine, called Michael Jackson, who uh, is uh, was the uh, formerly the uh, COO of Skype, and, and Talbot worked with him in, in Skype. And uh, what uh, the observation there was. Uh, because we were sitting on top of Barclays uh, and, and Barclays then was providing some of the, the uh, payment infrastructure, foreign exchange infrastructure and a ton of other things below us, when, uh, uh, when TransferWise became a certain scale, uh, they moved off and they moved and went direct uh, into the bank themselves. So uh, it was looking at uh, if uh, something goes too big, do they still maintain a customer? So same sort of ways, uh, AWS still powers Netflix. Uh, so one of the learning things on, on uh, uh, at Council Cloud, which is what we've done differently in, in RailsBank, is own everything from a consumer all the way through to the central bank or from a consumer all the way through to the payment scheme like Visa or MasterCard, uh, which is what we've done across UK and Europe. So you can then operate on scale, you don't have a third-party bank uh, between you and the, the customer. And uh, the the economics and, and also the difficulty of, of being a direct clear or sterling or principal issue member of Visa MasterCard uh, meant that with Rails Bank, it's the highly unlikely somebody's going to have the scale to move off you uh, because uh, why did Netflix still on AWS? Because they just do all the infrastructure for them all the way down to the... Uh, the cables uh, for the internet. They're not really in the cabling business, but uh, they go right the way down to so the equivalent of that. So that was a probably a big, big learning uh, on the uh, on the back of that. Uh, the other learning was initially we started out and we had a couple of uh, brokerage businesses within it uh, and focusing on foreign exchange for retail customers. And as soon as we met, it's the same thing. As soon as we met Transwise, uh, Asimo, and others. Uh, they realized, especially as transferwise, because it's back in 2011, that uh, you know, they're a hell of a lot better at doing retail. And a big learning was don't play in retail unless you understand retail. And it's a much better place to be a, uh, an infrastructure player. And uh, that's what uh, Country Cloud uh, became. It's, uh, we, got, we sold the, uh, the brokerage piece, uh, the retail brokerage piece to uh, another, another company in, in uh, January 2012. So we exited that. So it's it's know what you're good at is uh, is the learning there. Don't try to do too much. Good advice there. Why after after such a great exit, you you know why why do it again and not uh, I don't know uh, be a full time hobbyist or, or or something else? Uh, the uh, the other learning is uh, when you sit on an equity stack below participating preferred. Uh, you as a series, you as the ordinary health shareholders don't make as much as uh, you possibly should have done if you uh, once in one out. So 
the learning is another learning thing is is make sure you've got good investors that don't uh, don't put uh, play games with your uh, your equity stack. And I'm proud to say in, in Wells Bank we've got a very good clean equity stack. So everybody who's an ordinary a shareholder will definitely see a full benefit. That's that's just one caveat on it. Uh, the other, the I think the Wells Bank uh, is just a far bigger opportunity. It's we've grown at a much faster pace uh, than Currency Cloud. Uh, we've gone global uh, pretty much from day one, and so we've and we've got our volumes. We did uh, sort of uh, Currency Cloud was doing between one to one to two million uh, billion a month turnover. Uh, we uh, now I think uh, end of uh, we're in May in April we've already done nine billion uh, of turnover. And we've got 5.5 million consumers stuck in the end. So it's, it's a, a much, 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 uh, I think, uh, uh, bigger opportunity to be essentially the financial services layer and satisfy uh, the finance layer of the internet is, uh, is essentially what we're doing. Awesome. So you mentioned some of the, um, uh, the, the financial there in, in terms of turnover. Um, what other data can you share about the company in, so, you know, how many people, like capital raise, you know, any other kind of uh, perhaps information that might, you know, help uh, get, um, help people listening, you know, get a better picture? Sure, we've raised about 110 million of capital uh, so far today. And uh, the number of people, it's uh, about 470 people at the moment. And you said global from day one. So are the, where are, uh, obviously the world that we're living in at the moment is kind of, bit remote first digital first or certainly that's accelerated is it a remote organization do they have a head office you know in in london uh, what does it look like sure the head office is is in london uh but we also have offices and presence in newcastle primarily as the acquisition of, uh, of wirecard uh with the uk assets uh we've got uh offices in vilnius uh singapore kuala lumpur uh sydney and over in the US in Santa Monica. And how, how did you get your first customers? Uh, first customers, we, uh, we, we, we marketed the hell out of uh, Wells Bank when we set up with a very simple value prop, which was access global banking with five lines of code. And uh, we just shouted that from the roofs, rooftops, didn't do any paid uh, sort of uh, uh, online stuff because people didn't really search for that in those days. So, uh, first customers came to us, and then uh, since then, uh, we've had uh, majority, I think it's 85% of our customers have all been inbound. So uh, it's a continual trend. Our first customers, uh, some of the ones like Wagestream, came, that was an inbound introduction from QED investors who, who backed them. Uh, and some of the early ones like Plum, uh, all, all inbound and, and from our network. So it's uh, been great growing with them. So Wagestream is now a, a very successful business. Uh, the uh, Kladara, where we met at the, when they're running SaaS stock, that was because Brad, who's who's there, used to work for Wells Bank. So that was an easy customer. <laughs> so, so so you're getting inbound, and these are kind of like re- referrals, but also I mean, you're doing content marketing or just kind of you know marketing out there on social spreading the word about uh, i guess the cause of what you're building and that's creating the inbound interest uh, is, is that right yeah it's, it's really about the learnings of marketing is that uh, first of all solve a, a pain point that uh, potential customers have 
So prospects, people have real world pain point. Uh, and the pain point we, we solve is uh, you don't have to do all infrastructure, you don't have to get your own licensing, uh, and you can start on us, grow on us, and go global on us. And the, the, doing that meant you save a ton of money in the millions and your, your time to market is massively accelerated. And so we solve a real problem with that. Uh, the other way of, of marketing is marketing uh, a clear value proposition rather than features. And uh, you'll see there's a lot in our industry saying, hey, I do cards, I do issue processing, and I do all that sort of fintech stuff. Nobody actually buys that. Uh, people buy stuff that gives them value. And hence, uh, we do all the, we've got a massive feature list of everything we do. We do uh, rewards, banking, wallets, cards, credit, uh, and data. But we don't go out to market saying, hey, we do this. Uh, and then you figure out what to do. We go clearly for that. So the sports world, uh, marketing are clear. How do you like to engage with your fans more? Manchester United, you have 1.1 billion fans. If you made 50 cents of, of even 50% of those, that's a huge revenue stream if you're able to engage with them and use these tools, which have to be cards, banking, wallet, to drive revenue and use rewards to drive the, uh, the, the usage of that because it offers to the, uh, to the sponsors of Menu, for example. That those uh, creating that a ecosystem that sits on top of a, underneath sorry, a, a clear value proposition that, uh, that solves a pain point for them as well. So that, that is, that's how we market and how we've gone to market. I think that's also how we got the scale. Uh, people ask me, oh, it's great about, it's all about APIs. I think everybody's got APIs now, even banks have APIs. And uh, APIs are just a, a mechanism that have been around for years. They've just become much more democratized and accessible and more useful. Uh, when sort of like Twitter and others all released their APIs eight years ago, uh, just showed, oh, well, I can do stuff in code and programmatically do things. Uh, that is uh, that's just a standard. It's a table stakes uh, in there. It's about what value do you give? What's the real value prop? And that is why customers uh, come to us. Beyond, and, and those are great marketing lessons there, and you know, thanks for sharing those. And in terms of getting moving from getting the first customers to getting your first 10 million uh, sort of in revenue, uh, anything else, like a couple of things that you perhaps you could kind of share that really kind of help the business in this phase? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, the thing that really helped right at the beginning is uh, uh, figuring out uh, to let customers buy rather than having to really sell. And we did that with uh, sandboxes. We had two sandboxes, one which has uh, uh, fake money, so it's digital uh, sort of money. It's, uh, and it's just uh, so you can play on there, click to agree, and you can see the API works and you have some playbooks. Then we then have our real money sandbox where you can actually issue bank accounts, send money to them, send that money out, uh, and that is a what usefulness of that was uh, don't believe me and our marketing speak go try it to yourself it's click to agree it's free of charge and you don't have to sign any ndas or anything and by the time uh, yeah, competitors have got somebody to sign an nda and everything 
the prospect has actually got a working neo neobank up and running in four days. Wagestream had their, their prototype, fully working prototype of Wagestream in four days. Sing Life, uh, it's about four to five, four days they, they had a full working version of the Sing Life card uh, that uh, they used for dinner that evening uh, after after they sort of had the launch of the, of the prototype internally. So it's really, the really thing that's helped was the sandbox is just saying, well, just go and have a look and see it working and uh, prove it, it works, uh, that it's there, it's not vaporware. Yeah, kind of, a kind of product-led growth, uh, 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 as it were. Yeah, it's very yeah. productive. You're having a product that, that works and and uh, and with playbooks showing you how to use a product. So some accelerators we have, like playbooks, like the, the, the sandboxes, with design kits which are, which guide uh, the customer through creating a fully compliant app. So it said transactions need to look like this. Uh, this wording has to be on it, and they can take the, the basic on the Figma files, put it straight into their app, and bingo, and off they go. So it's acceleration and things that help as well. You, you mentioned um, you, you've gone global from day one. Is that uh, what were the reasons for that? Is it out of necessity that, let's say, some of the com- your customers you mentioned, like Cladara, uh, are probably uh, or certainly doing you know international business, so that they need you know uh, uh, an international partner? But like, yeah, if you can share us why why did you go international from day one or global, uh, and and what were some of the, the the learnings and maybe even challenges there? The uh, challenges is operating global business is, is actually quite difficult as we found out. So that's one of the sort of scaling issues that we've worked through and, and, and handled and stuff. And we're still learning as, as well. Uh, the, it's customers. Uh, customers have ambition. And uh, they, their ambition, uh, like WageStream, is to be a global wage advancing platform, uh, not just in the UK. And so having been able to work in us in UK, Europe, Singapore, United States, and Australia, uh, and day one it was UK and Europe, uh, was, uh, was meaningful to a customer to say, so, okay, if I just got one API and one connectivity uh, and one contract, uh, I can now go into new territories and I don't have to rebuild everything again. So I go to Eurozone, I go to Sterling Zone, I go to dollars, etc. So uh, that that was uh, it was really it matched the ambition of our customers uh, that uh, that uh, that they wanted to work with us. It makes sense. And uh, um, if we move on to I guess kind of what's happening in the the, the sort of the market uh, now, and if we look at the, even the, the sort of last couple of years, what are your thoughts around like growth at all costs or versus sustainable revenue growth? Uh, where <clears throat> Which one kind of more sort of resonates to you in terms of running and, and scaling the businesses that you uh, have and are currently uh, scaling? So in, in uh, it depends also on market conditions at times. If there's a, a, a very bullish market like there was uh, from 2016 to 2021 uh, into 22, in, 22 was massively bullish. Uh, you can scale it at all costs because there's plenty of capital uh, around there. In the uh, current conditions, uh, we've got three years ahead of us that nobody knows uh, what's going on. We've got inflation, geopolitical issues, war. Uh, you've got uh, rising fuel prices that are also driving inflation. Food prices are going up and it's driving inflation. So I've had conversations with uh, 
heads of investment banking of various banks, uh, uh, chief economists at various places, and uh, and you've got Goldman calling the Standard Poor's uh, S and P five hundred at. Uh, 4,700 when it's around 3.9 or something at the moment. Um, is that ever going to get there? Nobody actually knows is the conclusion. <laughs> okay. So if there's a nobody knows uh, market, the playbook is very much about sustainable revenue growth uh, and sustainability of metrics like dollar AOR per, per head, uh, the dollar burn per new dollar AOR gained. And so it's all about efficiency in this type of market and extending out runway uh, through being highly efficient, dumbing down on, on core product, uh, fixing any gaps in operations. And it's, a, it's almost like a, a breathing space to focus uh, so you can then pile on more growth if markets come back again. But you still continue to grow in these markets, but it's, a, it's like a, it's, more, it's a sort of do more with less mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's... Um a good opportunity for a bit of a like a spring clean uh, as such and just kind of making sure um you know uh, i think as as you say just being operationally efficient and uh do more with less and just be a, a little bit leaner but still still go for growth and so it's not about uh uh slowing down necessarily maybe like slightly slowing down but still you know going going for the growth right yes i think the uh uh, I was just on a call with somebody, and they had a great phrase. It's not my, my catchphrase, but it was scale back to scale up. And, uh, and coming on to your spring clean, uh, they also use the analogy of uh, different seasons. You've got to figure out how you work in different seasons. And like in spring, you cut back all the sort of dead side of the parts of, uh, of, a, of a plant or tree so all the growth can concentrate on the good pieces. So, so those analogies are actually quite yeah. interesting. No, 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 definitely some good analogies there. And uh, um, what about like in, in terms of, uh, I guess, the time that you've you've been CEO of, of Rails Bank and, and Currency Cloud? What what's been really the biggest challenge or, or obstacle that you've had to overcome uh, that you can think of that you're happy to share? It's uh, it's really about. Having to uh, reconfigure the company depending on what the market conditions are. Uh, and that's a challenge because you've got a strategy in, in markets like uh, the second half of 2022, uh, so second half of 2021, uh, which have been incredibly bullish, incredibly bullish. And, uh, and, and you configure a company to do that. The hardest thing is you've got to reconfigure everything uh, to, and you've got to do it fast. And, and make sure people still maintain motivation and direction. But uh, you can't continue doing a strategy when a market changes. You can't change the market. The market is the market. And so uh, you just got to make some very hard decisions uh, and decide, yes, that was a nice project we we're working on uh, and we'd love to have had it, but uh, we've got to say no. And so there's a lot of saying no. And uh, keeping people motivated while they're thinking, oh gosh, it's uh, uh, all the fun's gone, but the fun hasn't gone. We're, we're still uh, in a direction, a growing business, and uh, and just working in that. So it's keeping people motivated through through change is is probably one of the hard things of the job. Yeah. What do you what what things do you or do Rails Bank do then to kind of keep people motivated and kind of focused and maybe not too just aware, but not too distracted on you know, what's going on uh, around them? 
It's uh, be, be transparent with why you're doing stuff and changing things. That's that's the first thing. Uh, and at all hands we do each month, uh, every question answer, asked, we will answer off the hoof and uh, give us as, uh, uh, answers that are as uh, totally honest uh, about situations and everything, rather than trying to hide, it, hide behind anything or hide behind corporate speak. So the key thing is be transparent with people, and that's, that's, that's a useful thing. Number two, and explain why. Uh, if people understand why we're making some changes, people naturally just don't like change. Uh, so some, some, some people, other people love change. But the, uh, if, you explain, if you take time to explain why uh, and all the measures and it's uh, considered uh, with good, as good as decision-making as you can, you, can, you can have, given the data you have at the time, that is uh, that is how it had to get through, and, and people understand why, the reasoning, and the decisions. Uh, that helps uh, keep the motivation up because it's not like in a black box. We now change direction, now get on with it. So it's it's like everything. It's uh, it's all about people. People make things happen. People stop things happening. We 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 just learned about let's say the biggest challenge that you've had to uh, sort of overcome. Certainly, we're running a Rails Bank and Currency Cloud. But what would be the hardest thing uh, that you would say uh, about being a CEO? Just kind of you know maybe on a on a day to day basis, or just thinking about the role in general. What what is the toughest thing if, uh, that you could pinpoint about being a CEO? Uh, toughest thing is uh, uh, everybody else has somebody to to go to uh, to ask. Uh, and get the decisions and, and ask for a pay rise and all that type of thing. And the CEO can actually be quite a lonely job. Uh, and so it's good having mentors and, and others uh, to, to help on that. So it's, it, the decision does stop with you. And sometimes you have to uh, make the decisions, uh, ideally make them as a team, but sometimes you just got to make a call and say, we are going over here, here's the reasons why, and, uh, and driving it forward. So it's, uh, it's, everything stops with you. Uh, it's, a, it's a responsibility. It's hard, but I uh, have mechanisms. Uh, my advice is have mechanisms. Have good, I've got a very good uh, uh, NED. I spend time with every week, Colonel uh, Chipper Bulas, who's head of strategy at eBay and next McKinsey partner. And we talk, talk and bounce ideas uh, through people. So th- that's important. Communications over there, all my direct reports, I always have one-to-ones every week uh, with them. And the uh, best thing is if there's a thing to talk through, you talk through it rather than spend all the time on Slack and everything. Yeah, no, great, great advice. They're big believers in uh, support networks for, for CEOs. I'm sure other roles as well, but specifically uh, uh, for CEOs here at, uh, at SASDOC. Uh, um, what would you say would be the, uh, the secrets to your uh, success? Uh, if you could bottle it and sell... Uh, Nigel Vidon, uh, success, I don't know, uh, ointment, um, what, would, what would be in it? Uh, yeah, don't, don't give up. Uh, and have, have determination uh, is, uh, is one thing. And, and be uh, super clear on the direction. Um, we're going here, we're going here, this is the reason we're going here. And why the, the pot of gold is over here and not over there. Uh, that's important. Other one is try and get out of the way of uh, highly competent managers that you've got running parts of the business. Be there when needed, uh, otherwise get, get get out of the way and let me get on with it. 
Good, good, good advice there again. And how do you stay healthy and sane? Um, you know, uh, on your on your journey as such. Uh, I do my t- ten thousand steps a day. That's that's one thing. Uh, eat well is is super important. Uh, decent food rather than junk food and stuff. Uh, and mentally, uh, just make sure that uh, you. Uh, they all joke at me because I have my seven evening uh, gin and tonic just to get out the door and just get away from uh, from work for for a little while so you can actually switch off. Uh, reading is important. Uh, another thing, playing guitar and things that take your mind off the work is if you totally uh, spend time focus, 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 uh, you can get into a bad place. Other things, if I don't need to be on a call, uh, I typically call uh, on headphones and walk around on the call rather than sitting at the desk in front of Zoom all day. So uh, I don't need to be on Zoom. Uh, and the same with my, my team, we have to stand up every morning uh, with the, the leadership team. And some of them are walking their dogs, some of them are doing whatever. It's, it's a catch-up and it's a talk. Uh, we just get through various things on top of mind and then get on with the day. But uh, as I say, it's, it's uh, people are walking around somewhere, some, some in a coffee, some may be driving, but we do talk and that's important. No, it's a, it's a good, um, again, good advice. There. One, one that I certainly, or medicine that I don't take, but I should do more of because I find myself being on Zoom all day. But uh, but actually, I've well, I don't know if I can take both dogs out, but even just going out there and you, you know walking along the uh, the coast and uh, having many of these meetings, we don't we don't need to be necessarily seeing each other, and uh, that that can become quite tiring. So, getting some steps in at the same time sounds. Uh, <clears throat> like a, a bit of good advice uh, uh, there, um, uh, for sure. Well, uh, how many uh, how many hours a night do you do you uh, manage to sleep? Uh, normally, I, I normally up, up early. I'm normally up at uh, just before six, and uh, I'm, I'm in bed probably uh, around midnightish. So it's about six hours. Okay. Six hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, so surviving in six hours, um, you don't need any more uh, than that. No, it's, uh, I find if, you, if you've got food and uh, decent food and a good diet and you've got some exercise in, that keeps uh, that actually makes you sleep better. Uh, the the whole uh, sort of walking up and down uh, and getting uh, even uh, even on flat, uh, it's the body uh, sort of like has its own sort of internal massage from just walking and the, the cadence of it. So all that helps, uh, and, and decent food, and lots of water as well. That uh, that's, uh, keeps, <laughs> keeps it, keeps everything uh, working. No, definitely. And uh, your uh, last question, Nigel, you're speaking at SASDOC in Dublin this October, so excited to get you over. It's our, our first SASDOC since uh, 2019, obviously the hiatus because of the pandemic. Uh, uh, do you know yet, it might be a little bit early, what you're speaking about, uh, the kind of first part of the question. Uh, and second part, uh, I know uh, that you uh, you quite like sort of Dublin, uh, you know, a bit of heritage there. Uh, what is your favourite thing about Dublin or a good tip that you could give uh, to people uh, whilst out there? Uh, well, I don't actually know what I'm speaking about yet. Uh, it'd be interesting to have a conversation to say what your audience uh, are interested in. So we can just tailor it to, to them. Uh, so let's, let's, let's chat later on that. Uh, Dublin, uh, it's <laughs> it's just go out and enjoy. It's uh, it's lots of fun places. Uh, there's lots of interesting stuff to, to see. 
uh, spend time walking down the Liffey and, uh, and think of the sights. Don't try and read uh, James Joyce because it's unpenetrable. And <laughs> things. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so excited for that. And we'll obviously uh, uh, speak soon uh, regarding the, uh, uh, the content piece. But uh, th- uh, Nigel, uh, lots of great lessons, learnings, uh, advice there, uh, and obviously great success uh, throughout your career. Really kind of appreciate you uh, coming on the show, sharing that with the SaaS community on the SaaS Revolution show today. Great. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, look forward to chatting later and visiting Dublin SaaS Thanks so much, uh, Nigel Verd- uh, Verdon, CEO of RailsBank. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS conferences around the world. Want exclusive SaaS content and actionable insights to grow your SaaS? Join our community of over 36,000 SaaS founders at sasdoc.com.